Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri, this is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. Well, good evening, folks. How you doing? I am, uh, I am down in the studio right now, and I, uh, I just got to notice. Now, mind you, this is I'm doing this. I'm taping this while I, uh, while the Super Bowl is on. I, I, I just refuse to watch it. I, I won't do it. It's, it's, it's not for me. It never has been. Hasn't been for 10, 15 years, so it doesn't matter. And I'm not proud of that. It just is just what I like, and I don't like that, so I'm not watching it. But I did, you know, naturally I get Twitter advisories and stuff. And apparently, <laughs> from what I understand, and I could be wrong on this, I don't even know the score. But when your star player, Mr. Kelsey, who's dating Taylor, whatever the hell her name is, Swifty, the Swifty, uh, when he has to go over and chest butt the coach of his team, and scream in his ear, I would guess that things are not going real well. Now, I don't know what the score is, and I couldn't care less, but I just thought that was funny. Let me tell you something. I've played a lot of sports in my time, and I know I'm from old school, but the one thing you never do is you don't yell at a coach, and you sure as hell don't put lay hands on him or, 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 or chest bump him or whatever whatever took place. I saw the clip. Looked like Larry, You look like Mr. Kelsey, who is apparently... I I don't know, maybe he's pissed off because he's, he's so much uh, uh, notoriety he's been placed on. I don't know. I don't know. But the one thing you don't do is you don't bump your coach. You just don't do that. He ought to be benched for that. But, hey, who am I? Who am I? Anyway, anyway, besides that, we were going to review this week and just talk about things that have gone on this week. And, honestly, there's only a couple things that are that are at the top of the list, and it's probably all we're going to get to today. One is the Super Bowl, of course. One of the, I guess, I don't know, most demonic ones I've ever even been around. I, again, I wasn't there, but we we had to have the Black National Anthem. And I, you know, I took a knee, my wife and I, she told me it was on. So we both took a knee because it was just, I, I talk about racism at its finest. But nonetheless, nonetheless, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. It it is what it is, and it will always be, I guess, an event in the United States, despite, you know, despite the quality that they give you and the over the top uh, enthusiasm about it. It's it's more than I can bear. It's two weeks of it. I'll be glad when this is over. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh so anyway, I don't know who's going to win. I, I was pulling for the 49ers, I guess. I can't believe I'm saying that about a San Francisco team. Uh, that would be Nancy Pelosi's hometown. I, I Oh, by the way, I've been a little ill. That's one of the reasons I haven't been on for a couple of days. Lost my voice, had a head cold. I don't know, could have had corona, who knows. I'm going to live, that's for sure. But uh, I couldn't talk for a couple of days. So I, I really I really couldn't do a, uh, t- couldn't do a podcast. I didn't think it was fair to anybody. Because, I, and I'm still having a little, I'm still struggling with it somewhat right now, just to, uh, just to get the words out. But uh, the Super Bowl as a whole, I, I just pass. I was watching an old World War II movie uh, this afternoon before my wife went and, uh, my wife and I went out and uh, went to the gym while, uh, while the Super Bowl was on. I'll say one thing, it sure cleared that place out because no one was there. I think there was one person there. 
So it was very nice. So we're back now. So we're back now. I just have to catch that clip on there uh, of what was going on there. Uh, apparently, apparently Kelsey's had a meltdown of some kind. Uh, so I guess that means he's not winning. So that would be my guess. Uh, it'll probably turn around. They'll come back and win the whole thing. Who knows? Who knows? If it's not fixed, it should be because it's easy enough to do. People will believe it. So anyway, enough about that. Enough said about that. Tomorrow will be old news and it won't mean anything. Now, getting back to things that will mean something in a week or two or a month or a year. We're going to talk about the Tucker Carlson interview with uh, Vladimir Putin Friday night. And I know I did not get a chance to talk to you about this. And I was very upset about that because... I sat and I was, it was great, great anticipation of this. I, I was so excited. I was more excited about that than, well, naturally the Super Bowl, which wouldn't be hard. So, uh, what did I think? What did we learn? What, what are my takeaways from uh, Friday night's interview? Well, number one, we didn't learn a whole lot. I'll be honest with you. A lot of the things that have been, have been said in the past two years were just more or less reconfirmed uh, Friday night. We did learn a little bit, and we'll get into that here in just a second. But the one thing that, let's see, what was number one on the list? I would say number one was probably that the uh, U.S. had backed the coup, d'etat, the coup d'etat that started this war back in 2014. When, when, they, when, when the Victoria Newlands of the world got involved in this and wanted a presidential change, in in the you know in Ukraine, they wanted their guy in there. They had the Nazis. They backed the Nazis, and you know, presto changeo, we've got our guy in charge. That's what this was all about. That's when this all started. That's when the NATO start uh, talk started. It really was. That's when that started, and Putin confirmed that he did. When Tucker asked him about, you know, why he did what he did, he said, he said, look, first of all, he gave a long, I don't know if you saw the interview, but it was, it was, it was actually very entertaining. Um, Putin was, Putin was, Putin was pretty cool. I I mean, again, I know he's a dictator. I know he's a henchman. I know all this stuff, but he's a strong leader. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. He makes our president look like a schmuck. He really does. I mean, this guy, he was, he was on top of his game. You can say what you want. People keep, I heard for years since uh, the invasion that, oh, he's dying. He's got this disease. He's got that disease. He's on his way out. They're getting ready to replace him. Not that guy last, not that guy Friday night. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No. That was a force to be reckoned with. Tucker had his hands full. I, I, if you didn't see it, he asked about Ukraine, and Tucker asked uh, uh, Putin about Ukraine, and Putin went into a 20-minute history lesson about how where Russia came from, how Ukraine was, was founded, uh, all that. And Tucker tried to interrupt a time or two, and Putin just stopped the interview and said, hey, uh, basically, do you want a real interview, or do you want something for TMZ? That's basically what he said. And Tucker's like, oh, no, no, that's fine. You go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I'm the one here for you. So just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty good. I thought it was. And Tucker played along. He, he was gracious. He was. He said, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. Finish your story. And he did. He brought you up to date to almost the day. 
of what's been going on over there, why they did what they did. He also said that Ukraine had violated the Minsk agreements. Russia does not want NATO that close to them. He explained that. He was very upfront about that. I knew that from the get-go. I'd said that before he invaded. I had said, look, one of the reasons that Putin is involved in this and Russia is going to push this, this, this issue is they do not want NATO on their doorstep. Okay. And he brought up some very valid points. He said, what would the United States say if we put missiles on the Canadian border? Or if Mexico put our missiles on their border? Of course, you'd be upset. You'd say, we do not want that. You're, you're squeezing us out. You're, you're, and, and he was lied to. Well, he wasn't lied to, but Gorbachev was. Back when the fall of the, uh, the, the Soviet Union in 91. Prior to that, they'd made an agreement. They didn't get it in writing. Not that that makes any difference because the, the UN and uh, NATO and all those, they, they, don't, they don't stick by any uh, agreement that they, don't, that they want to change. So, but, but they didn't get it in writing. And Gorbachev was guaranteed at that point that NATO would never expand as of 91. They've expanded eight times since then. Now, is that, is that uh, you know, grounds for innovating another country? No, it isn't. I'll be the first one to admit that. That's not grounds for that. But when you listen to his story and his, the way he's looking at it, you kind of see his point. What would we do if the tables were turned? What would we do? Now, where, he, where he's at right now, he has a Donbass, uh, a large section of Ukraine, of, of Eastern Ukraine, is under uh, Russian control. The thing is, most of those people are Russian. They speak Russian. I mean, and we have a lot of, we have a lot of room to talk in the United States. Where did Texas come from? Where did Arizona come from? Where'd New Mexico come from? Where'd California come from? We stole it from Mexico. So it, it, it all depends on where you're standing. It's all in its perspective. Where are you standing in this thing? Thousands of lives have been lost. Hundreds of thousands of lives in this war. Needlessly, needlessly. No negotiation prior to, prior to this. All there were were threats not to do it. And where was Biden at? Was anybody, was anybody talking to Putin? What did he want? He could have told you. He could have said, hey, you got to talk to these guys. We got to settle this. And talk to NATO. Tell him no expansion. That's all he had to do. This, uh, this war would not have taken place. So who's, the, who's at fault? Who's really at fault here? Is it, is it, is it, is it uh, Putin for defending himself and his, and his country? Or is it for NATO and the UN? and the United States and Joe Biden for not making some kind of a deal, at least attempting to. I, I, I think, I think the, the answer is obvious. I really do. They're defending their homeland. And again, I'm not trying to take the side of Putin. I'm really not. What he did was wrong, but we've invaded a host of countries. And we've done it, on, we've done it just because we wanted to. We really had no reason to. Why did we invade Iraq? I mean, come on. Why did we invade uh, Afghanistan? I mean, really, at the end of the day, why did we do that? And don't give me that, that 9-11 shit. Those, those, those hijackers were all Saudi Arabian. If you're going to invade anywhere, it should have been Saudi Arabia. 
Invading Afghanistan because of 9-11 is like invading Mexico because of uh, Pearl Harbor. It makes no sense. So for us to stand up there as a country or as a president or whoever and say that Russia is doing something wrong, I, I think that's pretty hypocritical. I do. Now, if we were as pure as a driven snow, that'd be fine. But we're not. You know that. Everybody knows that. We don't wear, we don't wear the white hat. We don't even wear a beige hat. We've got, there's, there's shades of, of black that everybody wears. There are no good guys anymore. Yeah. And also, one of the other things he said, Russia doesn't want the neo-Nazis, Nazism in your Ukraine. And I don't blame him. Would we, we don't like Nazis in the United States. That's all we talk about half the time. Type in Nazi into a, a Twitter or Facebook, see what you get. It's... It's something everybody goes to when they're losing an argument. They call you a Nazi or, you know, you're, you're this close to Hitler. Everybody hates them. Why would Russia be any different? Why would they be? I, I, I can't think of a reason. Would you want Nazis on your border? Hey, Ukraine is the only army in the world that has an entire division of actual Nazis. I don't know if you're aware of that. They actually have a group of people who have Nazi insignias on their uniforms in their army. So I don't blame Putin. He's trying to, he's trying to protect his country. And again, I want to make sure I'm perfectly clear on this. I don't think Putin's the nicest guy in the world. Don't get me wrong. We're not buddies. I don't want to go to dinner with him. Okay. But I'm trying to look at this pragmatically. Who has the upper Who's, who's on high ground here? I think it's, I think it's amazing that uh, Putin came and did a, a, an interview with Carlson. I do. I think it's great. Why not? I mean, there were a lot of gotcha moments, but it, it wasn't on Putin, I'll tell you. And we'll get into some of those here. In, well, at least one big one that I thought was the biggest one of the night that nobody was talking about. And still haven't even brought it up. I thought it was an insult. He insulted President Biden. And nobody got it. He's what, uh, what happened was. And, and, it, and this is part of my list here, but I, I know I'll wait and get into that in just a second. Another thing that he said, and I thought this was, was outstanding because it's true is Putin said the U S media propaganda machine controls most of the world's media. Is that not true? Of course it is. Of course it is. The U.S. media controls almost all the information you get unless you look for it. Because anything you see that you're not looking for will be propaganda. It will be. You wait until the end of this month. We're going to get into that too. Because uh, Biden's on the way out. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But we're going to get back to this interview. Um, and again... This is last week in review, and I'm sorry, this is the way I look at it. There were only about three things that happened this week that were even worth talking about. Because you know as well as I do, we're still talking about a, um, pushing through a bill through the Senate for, uh, for uh, uh, Ukraine. Okay, And it's probably going to get passed. Mark my words, it will. Because there isn't a Republican. There are very few Republicans in, in Congress or in the Senate that have a set of balls. They just don't. And they're all on the same team. This is like the NFL. There's the AFC and the NFC. It doesn't, it's the same thing. We just got different jerseys. It doesn't mean a damn thing. 
So they're probably going to give him another $40 billion, sounds like. That's what it sounds like to me. So uh, let's see. The U.S. media propaganda machine controls most of the world's media. That's absolutely 100% accurate. Was Putin lying there? Was he was was that a falsehood that he was he was spouting? No, no. We all know it's true. We all know it's true. So that's not a lie. What did he lie about the other night? That's another thing I want to ask. Now he did say this. He said, and he he did not say this out loud. He did not he did not say it uh, exactly like this. But Tucker Carlson asked him who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. And Putin, you could tell he was thinking. I, I guarantee he was expecting this question. He said, well, who has the wherewithal and the ability to do that? That's probably who did it. Which means the U.S. Who has the ability to go down that deep, do what they did, and get away with it? Of course it is. The CIA blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. He didn't come out and say that, but he implied that. I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said it. Of course they did. They kept trying to blame the Russians for blowing their own pipeline up, which made absolutely no sense. And there were actually people that believed that. You know, that just goes to show you how good they are at propaganda. They were actually saying that, hoping that a per percentage of the people, the listeners, would believe that. I mean, it was, it was ludicrous. It really was. What else is going on? What else did he say that night? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, the war could be over in weeks. If the U.S. would stop sending money, and Putin's right, if they would quit funding this war, it would end. There would be a settlement. But did you know, and I didn't know this, he mentioned this the other night. He said, you know, there's actually, Ukraine passed a resolution that makes it illegal for Ukraine to, to uh, negotiate with the Russians. I didn't know that. That's something I learned. That's amazing. They passed a resolution that says, hey, it's against the law to go out and talk to these guys. That's ridiculous. If you can't see how this is all being set up, this is nothing but taking your tax dollars and the tax, the money of yours and your kids and your grandkids and your great grandkids and giving it to people you've never met for things that have absolutely nothing to do with freedom and, you know, the American way. Then you're then you're then you're you're not looking hard enough because that's what this is. That's what this is, and everybody's getting a piece of the pie. Everybody's happy as they can be. You know, and I I mean I I don't want to go off on a rant here, but I mean, explain to me how someone and I'm talking about Joe Biden, who by the way is making more money than he's ever made, paycheck wise in his life as a pre as president, how he's got four or five homes. Explain that to me. How how do you do that? How do you do that? It, 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 think of think of a guy you work with, a person you work with, who you know what they make per hour, within reason, and they're driving a new car. They've got a brand new truck, uh, just bought a new house. You would have to say to yourself, "Where are you getting the money? How'd you do? Did you inherit some money?" It doesn't make any sense. How does a guy like Joe Biden have that kind of money, millions and millions of dollars, when he doesn't make that kind of money? That's what's wrong with America today. Nobody sees that. Nobody understands that. These people are all crooks. I don't, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but uh, nothing. something else I, I learned. Russia is willing to negotiate. But because they have this resolution, the UN, uh, Ukraine cannot talk to them. 
they've made it illegal to do that. Does that sound like a no-win situation to you? Because it does to me. It sounds like to me somebody went out of their way to make sure that these two could not get together and make a deal, right? We're going to use third parties to do it. And we're going to drag this thing out as long as it'll freaking, it'll go. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to steal as much money from the American public and the American taxpayer as we possibly can. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. That's the way I think. That's what, Because there would be no other reason to make it illegal to negotiate with this guy. It doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> let me get a drink here. I apologize. I got Ah, much better. Okay. Here was the, here was the, here was the major, you know, fuck you in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the interview, I thought. <clears throat> now, mind you, Vladimir Putin went on a 20 minute history lesson when this, when this interview started. 20, at least 20 minutes. Going back to the, I don't know, the, I guess the ninth century explaining how Russia had come about, its relationship with Ukraine, its relationship with its neighbors, uh, its ups, its downs, its leaders. He used dates and people's names. And I mean, he, it was like, it was like being in a, a history class in college and listening to a lecture. It really was. I was fascinated. I sat there. I was like, this guy's unbelievable. Okay. So then later on in the, uh, um, my, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. He's he's got a mind that's as sharp as a tack. He's like the polar opposite of our leader. So Tucker finally asks him, "Hey, what, you know, have you talked to to Joe Biden about this?" Now, mind you, this is a guy that knows dates and faces and names and all that. He says, "I don't remember the last time I spoke to Joe Biden." <gasps> I went, "Oh my God, that's like a royal fuck you." That's what that was. That was, you're so insignificant. I don't even remember the last time I talked to you. Oh my God. I almost fell out of my chair. I did. And nobody's talking about that. I thought that was just, that was something I'd never heard before. He just, he stuck his thumb right in Joe's eye. He did. And, and the thing is, I wasn't even aware of the, uh, the her report coming out on the same day. See, because Joe was supposed to give a uh, news conference and talk to the talk to the press at the same time this interview was going on, but apparently they, they either didn't inject him with the <laughs> the appropriate drugs early enough, or something didn't happen because he was late to the uh, press conference. It was a, it was he was over an hour late, and that thing was a damn disaster. I don't know if you saw it or not. I just saw segments of it because I was busy watching the other uh, the other interview. But let's get back to let's get back to Putin right quick. There's been no contact from Biden to Putin in years, basically. So does it sound like to you that, that Joe Biden wants this this war over? I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think the people in charge want this thing over. So we're at a stalemate right now. Now you've got. Chuck Schumer threatening, you know, the masses, all of Americans with, if we don't get this money to give to Ukraine, they're going to be boots on the ground. They're going to be your brothers, your fathers, your cousins, 
on the ground, there's going to be lives lost. He was basically extorting money out of the American public. That's what he was doing. That's how scumbag these people are. People aren't even, I don't understand why that doesn't piss everybody off. Chuck Schumer threatened you. He really did. He threatened you and the lives of people you care about. In other words, saying, hey, if we don't do this, we're going to have a draft and we're going to send your boys in to fight. Ain't going to be my, none of my family, but it's going to be yours. The average Joe on the street. That's who's going to go and fight this war. It's not going to be any of my friends, kids. Nah, we'll get them out of it just like we always do. It's going to be your kids. So you better shut up, sign the check, and be quiet. That's what he told Amer America the other day. What a scumbag. That's the lowest of the low. It really is. I can't stand that guy. Him and Nancy Pelosi, they're the worst things that ever happened to this country. They really are. Chuck Schumer should have been thrown out of his ass a long time ago. But the people in New York, New York State think for some reason that SOB needs to be in office. And they're getting exactly what they deserve right now. The state of New York and the city of New York City are getting exactly what they deserve. But Chuck Schumer, I, I, it was a new low. I thought he'd, I thought he'd reached the bottom, but he, he didn't. He went below that. Yeah, so there we are. There we are. So I've, I've read some other fake news outlets, and they, they say that this interview was tense and that Tucker and Putin were upset with each other. And Folks, I didn't see that at all. I didn't see that at all. I, I, I saw Putin as a leader of a country, and he saw this as an opportunity to get his position out there. Because you know as well as I do, the, 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 the propaganda media doesn't ever give his position. They spin it, cut, cut parts out of it, to try to make him look as horrible as they possibly can. So he saw this as an opportunity to maybe actually, actually allow him to talk more in two seconds. Yeah. And not be, and not be, uh, I, I don't know, edited down to the point where he sounds like an idiot. And speaking of that, that's the next story I wanted to talk about. The Her Report. The Her Report. The Department of Justice. They announced Friday that they're not going to file or, or pursue any charges in the documents case um, against Joe Biden, even though he was just a vice president at the time. It had absolutely no reason or no legal um, reason to have classified documents in his garage, okay? Now, mind you, we're trying to go after Trump for having documents under lock and key at his home, his home in Florida, but they were documents that he actually declassified and took while he was president. But we're going to go after him, but we're not going to go after this guy because... We've said that apparently the Department of Justice has decided that we're not going to prosecute him because he's an elderly man with a poor memory. <laughs> elderly man with a poor memory. So, so I, I, by that standard, if you kill someone and you don't remember it and you're older, apparently you're, you're not guilty or you won't have to face charges. I, I don't understand that kind of logic. I really don't. It was a ridiculous thing to say. It actually, here's, here's the bottom line. They're throwing this dumb shit under the bus. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. That, and, and, they, and they were rewarded tremendously Friday night when he had this press conference. He got up there, read some stuff, 
And as, as he was walking away, and I know his handlers were going, thank God we got through that one. We can, we can, we can survive this elderly man with a poor memory comment. We can get by that. We can get through this. And somebody yells a question to Joe. And he turns around and he goes back to the podium and makes a complete and total ass out of himself. Couldn't remember anything. Got everything mixed up. Mixed up Egypt with Mexico. Now, mind you, folks, if if you're in New Jersey and you and you maybe uh, or let's say we're saying we're in Missouri and I say, oh, I thought I thought Cairo, Illinois was in was closer to Missouri than that. That's not that's not a mistake like that. Or uh, uh, Springfield, Illinois, as opposed to Springfield, Missouri. I get those two mixed up. No, no, no. These are two different countries with two different leaders in two different hemispheres. Thousands of miles away. And he couldn't even get that right. Now, this is right after he's trying to explain to the America that this her report is a bunch of nonsense. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to prove to the American people that he was cognitive. He had, a, he had cognitive ability. It, he's not as bad as they want to make him out to be. What, are you kidding me? We've known this for, look, I've known that he's, had, he's been struggling with this and been on a downhill slide since the corn pop incident where he talked about, I don't know, getting into it with some mobster at the pool or some shit. I can't even remember the story. But I knew then the way he came across, what he said, how he said it. The fact that he can't remember anything that he did yesterday, but he can remember things. Well, he can, he thinks he remembers things. He, he still thinks his son died in Iraq. I guess under fire. I don't know. I mean, he, he died of a, of a brain tumor. I think he passed away in Delaware, if I'm not mistaken, or new, I'm not sure. It may be in New York, but the point is he wasn't, he wasn't fighting, but Joe seems to like to tell that story like that. So, I mean, well, you're kidding yourself. You didn't know this was true. Now, should he be indicted over having these classified documents at his home? I think he should. I think he should, but it actually works out better if he isn't because it makes Trump look better. And that's fine. That's fine. But think about what Joe's done over the, over the past three years. It's just been three years. Mind, mind, remind yourself, we've got 269 days left in his presidency. That's a lot of time to screw up. And I'll tell you, getting back to the Putin interview, Putin warned, he said, if they put boots on the ground in Ukraine, the United States puts group boots on the ground. He said, then we've got a problem. So remember that. Remember that when uh, Chuck Schumer threatens everybody with that. But back to, back to, back to, uh, to Biden and his scripts. What did he do to us in Afghanistan? He disgraced us. We were a mockery. That was one of the biggest military failures of all time. It's unbelievable what's, what happened then. It's unprecedented. And yet, he'll look you right in the eye, into the camera, and say it was one of the greatest military operations ever done. So right away, you know the guy's losing his mind. You can't look at that and not think that wasn't a train wreck. People died. He doesn't even mention them. Doesn't even mention them. What else has he done? Well, he's enabled an invasion of over 10 million plus illegals in the United States. And he's trying to blame it on Trump and the Republicans. Oh, no. 
we had a we had a border that was controlled prior to you coming into office and now we got one that's completely out of control but somehow or that's trump's fault makes no sense makes no sense now whether or not this guy believes what he's saying i don't know i guess it's possible he does maybe he is a legend in his own mind i don't know i don't know i mean he's been a train let's see he's been a train conductor a truck driver a coal miner he went to black churches on Sunday, and he's Jewish. Not to mention all the other things he's claimed to be. <laughs> what else has he done? He's brought his 10% inflation that's basically destroyed the working class. And I, and I think it's even larger than that. I would say probably, you're probably talking more like 25% inflation. Did you say that's a win? Is that one in the win column? I, and, and this Bidenomics is a bunch of bullshit, by the way. It's harsh shit. It's a big stack. It's a big pile of steaming harsh shit. Because anybody that believes that that's, that's, that's working for the middle class is beyond help. They really are. Nothing this man has done has helped a single thing that the middle class is worried about. Not a single thing. Yeah. Now, what else did he do? Well, he wants unity. He's calling for unity, what, a couple of weeks ago? He said, unity is what it's all about. We all need to get together and do all this. But then the same sentence says that if it wasn't for those damn MAGA people, we could do this. So he's vilifying half the country as domestic extremists. <laughs> How stupid does he think we are? And I don't think it's that he thinks we're that stupid. I think he's that stupid. I really do. Because I guarantee you, when he went back up to the mic the other night to talk again, his handlers just probably were passing out. They were probably on, oh my God, here we go. Yeah, I think that's right. Because they're throwing this guy under the bus. I don't mean his handlers, but I mean the people in charge. They want him out. They want him gone. And this is just the beginning. It's over for Joe. It really is. Because he's, what, what else did he do? He weaponized the justice system to imprison political dissidents and indict his top rival. That's inexcusable to use the Department of Justice. Now, mind you, the Department of Justice that he's got in his back pocket via Barack Obama. He's using that as a tool, as a weapon against his political rivals. That's what he's doing. He's, he's beyond reprehensible. The man is. And I think the powers that be have had enough of him. Oh, uh, what else? He sold U.S. profit policy or he he sold u.s foreign policy for profit he endangered the u.s dollars global dominance he did that he spent 160 billion dollars on an avoidable war in ukraine that's killed hundreds of thousands he has it's in it's inexcusable what he's done Worst president in American history. I say it all the time, and I will say it till the day he leaves office, and I will probably see it, say it even after that. This is the worst president we could have ever had at this point. And no, I shouldn't say that because there's always worse. But he's one of the worst. He really is. And he insists on running and remaining president when everybody can see he's physically not up to the task. Joe Biden is not a well-intended grandpa. He's a malicious, corrupt disaster who will be remembered as one of the worst presidents in American history. And I, 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 I say the worst.
in American history because I don't think we'll have another one this bad. I don't think Americans can, America can survive another one this bad. So <clears throat> where does that leave us? Well, I'll tell you where that leaves us. And I want to be very clear about this. I believe that a decision has been made, and I think it's been made some time ago. We need to make a change. The Democratic Party needs to make a change. We cannot have this, this geezer running again. We just can't. So we're going to have to do something to him. We're going to have to get rid of him. We're going to have to force him out one way or the other, either by just sheer embarrassment or we're going to have to take him out physically uh, uh, with, with uh, indictments and whatnot so that he can't run again. So what does that do? Does that leave Kamala Harris number two? Absolutely not. Everybody hates her too. So she's off, she's off the, off the market. And don't give me that crap about precedent and all that stuff. And what's it make the Democrats look like? It doesn't matter. They don't care. They don't care. They've got their person. They've got their person. And folks, I'm here to tell you, it ain't Big Mike. It's not Michelle Obama. No matter what you hear, that's just for, that's just for show. They want you to believe that, that, that that's, that's like, a, that's like a, a, a trailer to a movie. Just something to distract you. There's no way they're going to do that. No experience, doesn't want to be vetted, believe me, because then the truth comes out. No, that's not going to happen. Folks, I'm telling you, it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Good-looking hair, good-looking teeth, good jawline, wears nice clothes, got a nice-looking wife, got kids. Governor of, of uh, California, what is it, the fourth or the seventh largest economy in the world? Yes, he's, he's, he's driven into the ground. There's no doubt about it. But here's what Gavin Newsom's going to do. <clears throat> he's going to lie. That's what he's going to do. Because that's what he's good at. And believe me, you're, by the end of this month, mark my words, by the end of February, I believe you're going to see more and more of Gavin Newsom. <clears throat> you're going to see him on TV shows. You're going to see him doing interviews on YouTube. He'll be all over Twitter. He'll be making appearances. They're going to get ready to announce. Excuse me. They're going to get ready to announce something. I don't know when it's going to happen, but you mark my words. This is the guy that's going to be running in the fall. He is. <clears throat> and I actually hate that because in the long run, it would be better if Joe was the nominee. It would be better. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. I still got a little bit of cough. It still it would be better, far far the Trump uh, train, if Joe Biden was the uh, the nominee. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think Governor Na Newsom is going to be the man, and they're going to bring him out, and they're gonna they're gonna shine that turd to where you can see yourself in it. That's what they're gonna do. I guarantee he's getting, and I said this before, he's probably getting lessons right now on how to speak, how to walk, how to act. How to, hand gestures, uh, uh, how to respond, uh, things, things to uh, show that you're, you're interested in, uh, everything. His language, his delivery, everything. Because, because his, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Breitbart said this before they killed him. Uh, he said that uh, politics is downstream from entertainment. In other words... What comes first, politics or Hollywood? Hollywood comes first. It's what you see. People, people have a tendency 
and I, and I know many people who do this. You do too. Because it, at the end of the day, the average American is not very bright. They think they know about politics. They don't. They think they know about a lot of things. I've been watching these shows where people get arrested. You know, it has to do, uh, it, it, it's uh, body camps. If you've ever seen those police, police shows, it, they're, they're interesting to watch. Because everybody's an expert on the legal end of, uh, you know, in legalities. Everybody's a lawyer when they get arrested. Everybody knows what's constitutional, what's not. It's amazing how smart they are. They don't know anything. Same thing goes with politics. Same thing goes with history. If you're listening to this, you're probably smarter than the average bear. That's the way way I look at it. Because you and I, we're we're interested in a little bit more than just what scratches the surface. I want to know what's down below. I want to know how this thing operates, how this thing works. And believe me, what you see is propaganda. What is put out by the mainstream media is nothing but propaganda. They want you to be emotional about your, 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 your belief system. That's what you want. They, want. they want you to like a guy because he's good looking. That's what they want. Or they want you to like a woman because she's cute or she's hot. That's what they want. They don't want you to get down in the, knit, in the dirt and figure out how, what's this guy think? What's this guy believe in? No, they don't want that. They want you to vote with your emotions only. And actually, it's worked well for them. I mean, look what they've done to the black community. Look what they've done to them. They, they, they have the black community believing that the Democrats are on their side. They sold them out. Who's the biggest sellout in the, uh, in the black community? Who has sold out the black community more than anybody? Can you think of it? Who's done that? Oprah. Oprah's done it. Will Smith has done it. Harvey, Harvey, the comedian. They were the chosen ones. And what did they do? They haven't been black since they, they got this gig. No, they want, they want the black community to vote the way they think they should. And why do they do? Why does the black community do that? Because most of them operate on emotion only. Bring up slavery. Bring up anything. Bring up, bring up uh, George Floyd. You know, Oprah said she's going to go out and rebuild Maui. She hasn't put a dime into that thing. She's a total fraud. She is. She's sold out her, her own race. But that's what happens. That's what happens. It's all about emotion. And they, and they, and they do it very, very subtly, and they're very good at it. it. It has nothing to do with who's right and who's wrong. It's what, it's what team you like. That's what it's all about. It's jerseys. It's tribal. We don't, we don't, we don't vote on, we don't, we don't vote based on what's best for us. We vote for the most part. Most of Americans do this. They vote because that's just, they, they like the guy. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Would you pick a, a plumber for that? Just cause you like the guy? What if he doesn't do a very good job? You can have him back. How about a lawyer that screws something up? Well, I like the guy. Yeah, but that didn't work. Well, there's a guy down the street. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, but he's a good lawyer. Well, I guess I'll use him. Yeah, I think you should because he knows what he's doing. He may be an asshole, but it doesn't matter. I want the job done right. Quit operating on emotion, will you please? Tell your friends, stop that. Stop operating on emotion. That that never gets you anywhere. When you do that, things go sideways. They just do. Use your head. 
use your head. Anyway, that's all I got today. I hope that was, hope that was fun. It was fun for me. And I apologize for the voice. Hopefully I'm getting better. I feel great. I felt great the whole time. I really did. So I don't know what it was, but I lost my voice and I, I barely got it back the way it sounds. So anyway, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we will continue this again this week. We'll see what happens. This next week should be interesting. Uh, there's not really much that happens over the weekend, especially with the Super Bowl weekend. So I was, I just thought we'd go into these two things that I, I was unable to uh, address earlier. And uh, we needed to talk about that because that, that interview with Tucker was very important. Uh, I guess that's all I got for today, folks. And uh, I will see you again tomorrow. It is, what is it, February 11th? And Joe Biden is the worst president in American history. Let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.